and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. Our theme for today is confidence. This episode was requested by a dear friend of mine, and I hope that it is exactly what he's looking for. So grab a drink, open your mind, and let's talk. While having low self-esteem is not in and of itself a mental health problem, there is a strong correlation between how we feel about ourselves and our mental well-being. Now, you may think confidence and self-esteem are interchangeable terms, and while this might be true in other cases, it is not for today. First, let's go into some lingo and get it out of the way so we can get to the meat of this topic. What do we mean when we say confidence? Confidence is like a general overarching term we use for having faith in our ability to do things. Confidence may apply to a one-time sort of situation, such as I am confident that I can share this podcast episode with you because I researched and wrote it myself. Or confidence can also extend to the people around you. Perhaps you're stuck in a work project, which, you know, we all hate that. But you got John as your partner, and you're confident that you can finish your work because John has shown that he can get projects done without any issues and on time. You know this because you've worked with him in the past, and you've seen that he is an impeccable worker who is extremely detail-oriented, and he completes his tasks within the given time frame without fail. So, your confidence in John is pretty high. However, if you had gotten stuck with Bob on the other hand, he is disorganized and chaotic, and not for knowing for doing his share of the work, so your confidence in Bob is pretty low. Self-confidence, on the other hand, is how you feel about yourself externally. In all aspects of your life, you have the knowledge that you are capable, that you are a problem solver, and you can take care of whatever life throws at you. Self-confidence is more of the outer version of your personality. If we were to apply this to test-taking, you would score high on tests, but when you were asked to tutor someone, you would shy away because you're not sure that you're really good at it. So while Externally, it shows that you are a good test taker because you can get a high score. Internally, you're not as confident. And that is self-esteem. Self-esteem is more of the internal idea of yourself. It focuses on your strengths and your abilities and how much you believe in yourself or value yourself as a person. You might even call it your own self-worth meter. And it can be increased with positive self-talk, affirmations, and practicing your abilities so that you have a strong sense of worthiness. For me personally, this showed up in my test-taking abilities, which is why I used it as an example before. I could teach others how to do the work, and they would get better grades on the test than I would, because I had low self-esteem. And I would constantly second-guess myself on the answers. As you heard from my example, you can definitely have one of these things and not the other. And here's another example of what this might look like. High self-esteem, but no self-confidence. Mary has been a teacher for a lot of years. She knows exactly how to do the job. She just has a hard time controlling the classroom and showing the administrators that she can do the job. She has the skills, but she just has a hard time performing them for others. High self-confidence, but low self-esteem. Robin has been a productive salesperson for 15 years, constantly closing sales. Robin knows she is an amazing closer, but when asked how she does it, she really thinks that there are better people to ask for help. Now that we've got those terms out of the way, let's go ahead and talk. Self-confidence is an important skill to have. It can help you with your communication, assertiveness, and social anxiety. 
You can still function pretty well without it, though, if you have high self-esteem, which I will get into after this. But having low self-confidence can put your mind and body into a state of dissonance. This presents as a lack of drive for success, lacking in direction with where your life should go, or feeling bitter and resentful towards other people. The reason for these feelings is that your career, interpersonal, and state of mind all suffer when you do not feel capable. So, how would you go about creating confidence in yourself? Listen up. 1. You're going to focus on blocking out negative thoughts. It's not as simple as it sounds, but with a little practice, you might get there. And, I have personally found that when I'm putting myself down in my head, out loud I just say stop. And then I replace the negative thought I was having with a gentler and kinder one. 2. Positive affirmations. We all know that positive affirmations are going around. But there's one that I found that I really liked and I thought was pretty easy, so I'm going to share it with you. The best part is, is you don't even have to say a word. It's called the High Five Challenge. Mel Robbins talks about it in one of her books, where you give yourself a high five in the mirror every single morning for five days and see the way that you feel about yourself and if it changes. I will actually link the website to join for free in the show notes if you want to try it out. Or you can just search Mel Robbins High Five Challenge. Number three, goal setting and rewards. I feel like a lot of the things we've talked about lately revolve around the same handful of positive tasks that you can do to improve yourself overall. So I'll keep it short. An example of goal setting to increase self-confidence is giving yourself a rewarding activity to do after you finish something challenging. Say, you tell yourself that you can watch an episode of the newest Netflix series you've been eyeballing, but you can only watch it after you've submitted your resume to the magazine that you've been applying to write for. 4. Assertiveness training. This is something new that we haven't discussed before, and while it might be something that is generally grouped with anger management, it is indeed used to help build self-confidence. The basic reason for using assertiveness training is to help you understand and communicate your needs, emotions, and wants in a respectful way to other people. Generally, this is done with a therapist to help you pinpoint the things that are causing you your anger issues, but it leads us to number five, mental health support. This could come in a variety of different ways from counselors to therapists to life coaches, or it could be as simple as picking up a book and reading about it. That's the thing I personally love about psychology. It can be utilized in so many different ways via podcasts or newspapers or internet. Just make sure that you're checking your sources and researching your medical support so that you know that you're finding a provider who fits your needs. Now, remember when I mentioned self-esteem? Like I said before, if you lack self-confidence, you can do all right if you have high self-esteem. It's kind of like knowing you're not good at playing basketball, but getting out there and trying anyway, and then finding out that you're still not great at it. Oh well. If you struggle with self-esteem, there are a lot of different ways to help increase it. Things like listing your strengths and achievements, practicing self-acceptance exercises, picking a specific weakness to work on, or getting yourself out there and trying things that you already know that you're good at to reaffirm your abilities. Basically, to increase your self-esteem, you're looking to increase your knowledge about yourself. The more that you learn, the better you can understand where your strengths and weaknesses are, and can have an effective map of your capabilities to increase your outlook on yourself. The more you learn, the better you can understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, 
and that can have an effective map of your capabilities to increase your outlook on yourself. The best part about increasing your self-esteem is that it's likely to increase your self-confidence as well. The two work in conjunction with one another, so spending time in one area is likely to help you improve in the other one. I hope that you take one or two of the ideas today to help increase your self-confidence or your self-esteem. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode, but before we go, I would like to tell you about a project I've been working on for the past couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie, I'm definitely a little bit nervous to share about it, as I have done a lot of the work myself, but I'm going to be dropping a Shopify website here shortly. That's why the Mind Wealth website has been down. And I'm going to be dropping merch, and the podcast player will actually be linked inside the website as well. I hope you will enjoy finding all things Mind Wealth in one place soon. And I would like to say thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of my adventure. I wouldn't be here now without you all. And I'm looking forward to what comes next, so stay tuned. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye!